Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us, and do not subject us to the final test. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him. And he says in reply from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children and I are already in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, if he does not get up to give the visitor the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish, or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Once again, dear brothers and sisters, you're welcome to this Holy Mass the 17th Sunday of the Ordinary Time of the Church. And today, again, as usual, the Lord feeds us with the finest of words. He encourages us. He tells us he is with us and asks us to come to him. Today, the Lord encourages those of us who have developed or inculcated the habit of praying, he encourages us. He tells us to go on, that our Heavenly Father hears us. He tells us of us who have lost the habit of praying to pick it up again, that Jesus, that he listens, that God listens to us. And he tells us of us who never pray at all. He asks us what we are waiting for. He tells us to inculcate the habit of praying. And today, Jesus taught his apostles not only how to pray, but he gives them why, the reason why they should pray. 
In our various families, I'm glad that many of us came with our, different, with our children, seated with our different families. Your children seated there with you know how to get things from you. They know who to go to when they need a particular thing. They know when to go to their dad. They know when to go to their mom. They know the kind of things they need and they go to dad. And they know what they want and they go to mom. If they want to stay out late at night, they know whether to go to mom to talk to her or to talk to dad. Over time, they learn through experience who to go to. And they not only learn who to go to, they also learn how to go to you. A child might, might come to you, Mom, you remember that my friend who came to my birthday the other time? And you say, yes, I remember. Now she puts you into a position of acknowledging that there's a friend who came for her own birthday who came for his own birthday. You acknowledge that. And then she goes on and says, she has invited me to her own birthday. Can I go? Now you are putting a fix because she has put you in a position for you to understand that this friend attended his own birthday or her own birthday and has also invited her. And then you are forced to say yes because this child has put you in a position not to refuse. And they come to you because they know you will grant it. And if you're a father, you think your children all come to you whenever they need a thing. Think twice. There are things they want to ask and they wait for you to leave. And they go to their mothers because they know already the response you would give. Now, many human beings, we know all these things, we learn these things. I myself, I did that when I was young. I would go to my dad and remind him of what he says. Dad, you remember you said whenever anyone needs a thing, you should come to you. You say, yes, I remember that. And I will go on and make my request. Now, I make him understand and acknowledge that he had promised us that whoever needs a thing must come to him. And then I remind him of that, and then I go to him and make a request. Jesus teaches us this same pattern, that there's a pattern with which we go to God. And that's why he taught us that prayer, our Lord's prayer. He taught us a pattern. He didn't say these are the words you must use, but if you want to go to God the Father, this is a pattern you have to follow. He began with that, our Father. You see, that's an acknowledgement of who God is, our Father, and then makes us his children. And so if he's our Father and we are his children, that puts us beneath him, and so he has to listen to us. And he goes on, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come. That's a praise of God's name. He teaches us we do not just acknowledge God, we praise his name. And then after doing that, we can go on and make our request. That's why you have that, give us this day our daily bread. That's a request coming through. And when you look at the prayers of the church, these prayers follow the same pattern of acknowledgement of who God is, what he does, and then we go on and make a request. Now let us consider the collect of today's Mass. And the collect of all the Masses, when you see that, it follows the same pattern. And remember that the collect, the prayer over the offering, and the prayer after communion, they are all streamed together the same way through the Mass. And so the collect introduces 
even the uh, prayer over the offering, and of course, concludes with the prayer after communion. Now, let us look at the pattern of the prayer today, the, the uh, collect of this day. Now, we began and said, we said it just now, beginning of this Mass. O oh God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy. Now, this is an acknowledgement of who God is and what he does. It is called an anamnesis, a remembrance of what God does. Protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy. Now, he moves on to the next pattern. It makes a request. It says, bestow in abundance your mercy upon us and grant that with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. Now, this is the request. But it began with acknowledging God and what he does. And then there's the request. Now, Jesus teaches us this pattern. And not only teaches us how, he tells us why. Now, he makes it so simple, relates to God's uh, relationship with us, to our relationship with our friends. You see what he said today in the gospel. Would you have a friend who comes to you in the night and asks for a thing, and you refuse? And Jesus says, even if a friend refuses, the persistence of this friend would make you go to give it. And he comes back and says, what father among you would give your son, would give your children a scorpion when he asks for an egg? Now, Jesus says this, that if we are able to know what to give to our children, how much more our Father in heaven? Now, he gives us the reason. Now, there are so many of us who might be saying, well, I'm just a sinner. God doesn't even listen to me because I'm a sinner. Now, St. Paul tells us in the second reading today, in that letter to the Colossians, he said, He reminds us and says that we have gained through baptism a rebirth in Christ. He says, we have been raised in Christ through faith in the power of God who has raised him from the dead. And then he reminds us that Jesus has nailed our sins to the cross such that we are able to obtain forgiveness through his suffering. So we do not even have reason to say that we are sinners. Jesus listens to us. God listens to us even in that condition of our sinfulness because he has forgiven us through his suffering. So whenever we come to him and say, we are sorry, I am sorry, hear me, listen to me, he listens because that is actually why he suffered. Now those who think, well, God doesn't even listen, does he even listen to me? The first reading gives us the instance of Abraham who was an intercessor for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah who the Bible tells, tells us that they, they were sinful, their sinfulness were shouting out to God. And God was in a journey to destroy the city. And Abraham became an intercessor for the city. And Abraham said, would you destroy this city if you find 50? What about 45? What about 30? What about 20? What about 10? Now Abraham stopped at 10. Probably he thought God would find 10 people. But then also there's, there's a speculation that 10 is a quorum for people who have to pray in the synagogue. That's actually the least of the number that would make up a quorum to pray in the synagogue. 
So if he was to go to the next number, it would have been zero. And so he stopped at 10, hoping that God would find 10. Remember that his nephew Lot was there with his family. And that was why also he was interceding for them. And so when we pray, interceding for people, God listens to us the same way he listened to Abraham. And he calls all of us today. Why are we hesitating in kneeling down and calling upon God? Not only when we need things, but each time because prayer is a relationship with God. You know, as parents, you should be concerned when your children start to take decisions on their own, when they start moving out of the house and coming back without telling you, you should be concerned as a parent. The same way Jesus is concerned when we stop communicating with him, when we stop relating with God our Father, because we are his children, we should be communicating with God our Father. And let us have the same confidence with which these apostles had to go to Jesus to ask him to teach them how to pray, knowing that they needed to pray. Let us have the same confidence to come to God at every moment of our life. God listens to us. Now, let me show you, let me tell you how I pray myself. I make a mental picture of God standing there or sitting there before me. I close my eyes. If I'm laying my hands on the bed, I make a mental picture of God that I'm laying my hands on his laps. And the mental picture satisfies my conscience. So when I stop praying and I finish praying, I am aware and I know, and it is true, that God listens to us because he listens. But then, whether he grants what we want, what we ask for, depends on him because he knows what is good for us. Remember when the mother of James and John went to Jesus and to say, command that both my sons stay at your sides at the kingdom. Jesus told this woman, you do not know what you're asking because the implications were enormous. I tell you, when I was very young, about uh, Ben's age probably, I was asking God to make me a medical doctor. God didn't listen to that prayer. Eventually, my prayer changed, and I was asking God to make me a priest. Now, God listened to that one, and that's why I'm here today. Now, I might have been saying God didn't listen to me at that time, but he listened. And whenever we think he, did, he doesn't listen, I want you to remember the quotation that we see in the book of prophet Isaiah. If you don't know any quotation, you must learn this today. Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. God said there, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. The same way heaven is far above the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts, my ways above your ways. God knows what is good for us. And so today Jesus wants us, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. May we listen to this and always pray. Amen.